This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate. Then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com and join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another fantastic episode of The Vile Files. I am your host, Nick, and I could not be more excited about this episode that we are bringing you today. Andy Grammer is with us, and we have a fantastic conversation. Before we get into that, just want to say hi to the team. Chrissy, Ali, Amanda, how is everyone this Good. morning? Great. Good. Amanda and Allie's mics work better today. Great. So we're 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 at the top of our Mics. game. We're a legitimate podcast finally. <laughs> Mic singular. Yeah. It really brings us closer. It really does. Like physically. How was New York, Allie? What it was good. Doing? It was very fun. Um my best friend who's a year younger than me just graduated Northwestern. That's in Chicago. But <laughs> she lives in New York, so like all of her it was gotcha. like her family uh, okay. grad party. Very cool. And there was like fifty people there and I was impressed because I pretty much knew every single person in her family. That was my pat on the back. A guy I've been hooking up with for over two months told me he is falling in love with someone else, and then I pierced my nose. That was my weekend. What? Both very on brand. <laughs> very <laughs> on brand. <laughs> and Nick, did you enjoy your first Father's Day with Jeff? I did. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Dog dad. This morning, he, I think he's okay. He got, I was doing interviews, and he, a little plastic bag, and it had like an edible in it. And then he was chewing on the plastic bag, and I caught it just in time. So we don't need Jeff getting high. I almost got high. Like a, like a so, edible? He like licked an edible. So is Natalie staying with him, or is he like unattended right now? No, he's in a, he's kennel trained. So Cindy's coming by. But like if, he, if Cindy shows up and Jeff's passed out. He sleeps a lot anyway. Okay. <laughs> no, he didn't really. He he pierced the bag, but like and chewed on the bag, but didn't get through the bag. Got so it. he might have got a couple licks. Can we get like a cabinet for these in the future? I didn't know it was there. Oh. Like father, like son. Anywho, we have a fantastic episode. Andy again is with us. Andy's got a new single on the 28th of this month. Be sure to check it out. All great stuff. It's called Lease on Life. And we have a fantastic conversation talking about, you know, his vision, his inspiration for the song. Andy uh, was just really fun to talk to. I really enjoyed his perspective on things. And we really had one of those kind of 
stimulating conversations i'm sure you will uh love we have uh more great content coming your way next week we uh bring a fantastic episode for you obviously another great ask nick on monday tuesday we have the one and only dave holmes with us who is going to break down uh, the next episode of the bachelorette uh dave has quickly become a fan favorite when it comes to breaking down all things bachelor and then on wednesday we have the one and only katie the bachelorette with us to uh, learn a little bit more about Katie, obviously everything leading up to what we've seen so far, but as we like to do with our leads who come on the podcast, we like to dive a little bit deeper and who they are as people. And uh, we've certainly have gotten to learn more uh, about Katie and her experiences so far this season. And we look forward to sitting down with Katie. So that's next Wednesday. So thank you for listening. Tell your friends, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Give it, rate us five stars on iTunes. I don't think there's anything else. Let's get to Andy Grammer. Lost my virginity to a woman from Montana. <laughs> really? Were you in Montana when this happened? No. Uh, <laughs> she came to us. It was it was a nutty love affair. Uh, I was a high school. My my had a high school buddy moved to Montana, and then uh, I don't know if we're gonna use this, but Andy Grammer. What's everybody. up? How you doing? Thanks nice for coming. <laughs> nice to be here. I'm gonna start it off right. So a sophomore year of high school, he moved to Montana, and then. A year later, he came out to visit with his dad, and we then all road tripped back with his dad. And then um, she was friends with my buddy Matt, and like I was just like in love. She had a boyfriend at the time. She was like oh, one of the, no. the hotties who had like this, you know, dating the senior who then was in college. And uh, we had a very romantic handhold the night like she left. Uh, okay. I was truly in love. And then we took a bus, but one of the greater. I'd love to have my kids do this. We took a Greyhound from Missoula, Montana to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which is was both terrible and amazing. If you take a Greyhound, if anyone's familiar with that, you yeah. will stop at every bus station from your your starting point to. So like what it, it doubles the trip. Yeah, it's an adventure. And then people come in and come off like, you know, it was, you know, we started the trip with like four friends on a bus by ourselves and then being a full bus and we were like playing I spy with a bunch of strangers so and good. it was great. But then this was, uh, I was in high school. So this is like when, you know, email people were like, Oh, email. And we're like, what's email. So I, we communicated through email and I would have to pay my parents. Like I'd have to mow lawn so I could talk to her on the phone because so I could pay for the long distance. Oh my God. And then a year later, uh, my buddy came out and, and my parents let her and her friend come out and stay with us. It was like, I don't know why. I don't. I still was like, why were you? Why are you about to let this happen? <laughs> like, and uh, yeah, we and know, Montana romantically took, took her up to a, a, a hill uh, at night, and wow. uh, we we did the yeah, on a hill. I was very uncomfortable. Less. A lot of mosquitoes. Very as one would expect their first to be. That is I, pretty I spectacular. I didn't have any mosquitoes at my first, so I didn't expect that. I was terrified. <laughs> wow. I was terrified. Anywho, thanks for coming. Yeah, good to be Glad here. Glad to have you. Uh, how you been? Man, I've been... Oh, my, isn't that such a weird question these days? I feel I like it's just the most basic uh, like thing to say to someone. It's like, how you doing? Like, what's up? And after the year that we just had is so loaded, right? Yeah. Like, I could say, I, honestly, right now, I'm doing great. The last year, like, super kicked my ass, I think. Did personally. it? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, I suppose someone like yourself who... As a musician who's used to touring, yeah. a lot of interactions with people 
So that must have been an adjustment. Yeah, just like really not being able to go do the thing that you think is like your purpose and what you're in your light doing. Um, and then, you know, like just having to really kind of like reorganize where I had been getting my self-worth from. I don't know if we want to jump into depth right away. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. I'm ready to go. But like, man, you know, if you'd told me before this happened, are you getting your self-worth from the right place? I'd be like, totally. I'm like a pretty good dude. Like I got it all figured out. And then you take away all the shows and all the situations where I'm like getting a lot of my worth from. And I'm like, uh oh, I'm not scoring that well on this test that I thought I was going to do good at. So a lot of just like, oh, we got into therapy. Do you do therapy? Yeah. Shit, man. Darlene. Never did that. I, well, I started it in COVID. Oh, you did in COVID? Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. I mean, other than like being on The Bachelor. Yeah, uh, that was my first really experience with and it was not necessarily because I don't know how it was for you, but we talk a lot about mental health on the show yeah. um, almost every week on our Ask Nick's. I'm like, you should probably consider a therapist. And yeah, I, I, I didn't go to one and it was just more like, well, COVID. So I was like, I got free time. <laughs> Yeah. I'm sure I got some shit to work out. I have anxiety that I worry about shit all the time. I pro I bet I could process that more efficiently. Yeah. And started talking to Darlene. It's been great. It's yeah. been great. Yeah. First started off every week. Now it's we're on an every other week process, really just to check in. Yeah. And uh it's fun. I really it's enjoy awkward. it. For for like in the beginning. Because I, I like the way that we're doing it right now is like I share something, you share something. And then I share and then you share. And it feels weird to get into a situation where they're just like, no, it's just about you. And I'm like, oh, that's so weird. I don't know why I have weird things about that. I don't want to do that. Like, how? But how are you, though? <laughs> Did you have any of that or no? Uh, I mean, Darlene talks about her life enough that I have. I can tell you a little bit about her. About Yeah, a little bit. But uh, not too much. Uh, yeah, I don't. And that's the thing. I don't feel particularly judged by her. I, it's just more... I like to, you know, think I'm a fairly self-aware guy. I mean, the problem, I, I've joked about this, like maybe this is like a narcissistic quality that I have, or I'm just like, I want to be her most interesting client. Totally. <laughs> do you ever? Yes. It's like, how how do I compare like to your other clients? So you. You know? The same thing of, of like, it's not about that. being charming. Yeah. Also, like you're, you're having a conversation. It's not about like trying to get this person to laugh or to like you or to you're like working through your stuff. It was just very, very strange and unfortunately needed for me. You know, why do you say unfortunately? Um, Not unfortunately, just like I didn't think it wasn't on my radar. Sure. That I, that I needed that. So there's a lot of like uh, I see myself as a happy person. Yeah. And so just like letting go some of the um, I don't know. E personal stigma with my ego ego if you thousand percent well, i feel like i lost yeah. like 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 20 pounds of ego weight through the through, through the pandemic that's probably like a, how hard that would be a good balance it felt that way for me did you ever have before this period in your life covid and you, you did you ever have like other periods in your life where you became more aware of your ego or was this the first time mm. That's a good question. Ego. Like I was for me, like twenty eight when I got cheated on was more like, oh my, I like I, I. It was the first time I understood that I even had an ego, which was dangerous, considering how big my ego was. Go into that up into twenty eight. What do you mean? Well, I mean, I, I was cheated on, right? Yeah. We it was I was engaged at the time. It was a you know 
at the and so I think for a lot of people, especially dating in relationships or whatever, especially when you're younger, you always no one thinks shitty things is gonna are gonna happen to them, right? Especially yeah. when you're younger, and then it does. And I think some of the, some of the most difficult times we have in terms of processing whatever disappointment we have is the idea that we never thought it would happen to us. Yeah. So in addition to someone hurting our feelings or breaking our heart, which we uh, we still have to process, we also have to process the disappointment. Like we have to like be like, hey, ego, so, sorry. Um, we got cheated on. <laughs> uh, like, I know that you don't think this is who we are, but yeah. it is. I know. Like, so I, like we're going to have to work through this. I, yeah, yeah. I know it wasn't possible. Like, yeah, I'm as surprised as you. But yeah. like, <laughs> Uh, and that was the first time I even had the self-awareness of even considering how my ego played a role in my feelings. And so like that was a very kind of monumental for me. I, it was the first time I really felt like I knew who I was. And I don't think you really know who you are until yeah. you can even consider the possible like have like that kind of meta moment where you kind of meet your ego. Uh, we overpay on so many things that are unnecessary, and our cell phone is one of those many things. Mint Mobile trying to get you to stop doing that, and uh, Ryan Reynolds, God bless him, is trying to save you a bundle, and they're doing it because instead of like having, you know, go to the mall or go to a store and shop uh, for your cell phone plans, and you just do this all online. It's the internet, people. Like, we, what, why do we need to, why do you need to go to a store and pay for all that overhead? Because ultimately you're paying for it. It's not it's not them. It's it's you. And Mint Mobile is saying, you know what? We'd rather just give you your wireless and data for fifteen bucks a month. Five G, you know, great network, great phones, great service, and all doing it with great marketing from Ryan Reynolds. They basically asked me to promote their product because well, they couldn't afford anyone else because they wanted to uh, make sure you get the savings. <laughs> They can't even afford Ryan Reynolds anymore. They just have me do it. Yeah. What do we call you? The Walmart Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. So, hey, but the good news is you get the savings, 15 bucks a month. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their seven-day money-back guarantee. If you can't figure it out in seven days, well, that's on you. Got unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered at the nation's largest 5G network for $15 a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, and to get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash V-I-A-L-L. That is mintmobile.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Can't lose. Each and every baby, that's right. Smell good and treat your body right. Your skin is your largest organ. Whatever you put on it, it's going to end up in your bloodstream. So make sure what you're putting on your body is healthy and clean. And that starts with deodorant. I don't know. A lot of people out there are allergic to deodorant, like aluminum, people like myself. And if you're not, well, it doesn't mean it's still good for you. There's so much toxics and, and uh, unnecessary things that go into deodorant. And with each and every natural deodorant, you have the confidence and the peace of mind knowing that you're putting natural safe ingredients in and on your body all while smelling great. Ingredients, uh, there are no hidden chemicals, no nasty byproducts. It's vegan, it's cruelty-free, it's sustainable, and most importantly, it smells fantastic. I'm a sweater. I work hard, I, I play hard, and I never stink. And I thank God for each and every, and I, it's easy on my body. I, I, I wear it every day. I, it's truly amazing. So uh, when you're going to get out there, you're going to get hot. It's hot girl summer. Don't stink. 
Don't stink. Don't have armpit <laughs> stains, antiperspirant stains, none of that crap. You have to go out looking hot. You got to smell good too. We have a very special offer for our listeners. 30% off your first purchase. Go to eachandevery.com slash V-I-A-L-L and use promo code V-I-A-L-L-30. Don't wait. Get 30% off now. Use promo code VIAL30 at eachandevery.com slash V-I-A-L-L. I haven't met it as directly as this year. I've had other situations that were really difficult that I got through that I didn't expect. I lost my mom at 25. Okay. And that like reframed my understanding of life, but that not in the same way. But this was like, oh yeah, you're, where are you getting your self-worth from? Which even as I say that out loud scares me to say, cause it's just feels like, I don't know if guys talk about that a lot. Sure. But it's a really interesting question. Where would you say in your pie chart of yourself, of your it's work. It's changed. It's evolved. Yeah. Where, how much of it comes from what you do? R- right now, that's probably the biggest thing. Yeah. I actually, we, fun, we, we talked about Nikki Glazer. Nikki's been on this podcast a few times. She was one of my first guests. And when I was younger, I had the, it was kind of embarrassing to admit, but my self-worth was my looks. Yeah. I And I remember getting, you know, I was in my early 20s and, you know, you, you my girlfriend, and girlfriend and I broke up and I remember like being obsessed with, like am I going to lose my hair or whatever I was all oh, stressed yeah, yeah. out about you know and and I had this thought and I said this to my parents and I was like well, what if I get less attractive who will I be totally and I, re- I remember just being like well I, I, that's really embarrassing to admit <laughs> I know you know like ugh, gross it, but yeah I mean it's so it's weird when you're right when you think about well, how what makes me proud of myself? What makes me feel good? Yeah. Uh, and your self-worth. So. And so a lot of this, like in during the pandemic, I wrote my next record is like a lot of this stuff. And and I, I'm excited to go into it. I, I love personally to get into topics that are um, where there's like high stakes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you write about things that are like super vulnerable and you're like, oh, that could go terribly. I could look terrible or <laughs> everybody's feeling it. And if you get it correctly, then it can really like have impact on people. You and do have, especially nowadays when you're writing and you're trying to go deep, so to speak, and yeah. you're trying to talk about topics that could be triggering, so to speak. Do you feel an added pressure as a writer to get it right so that you're, you know, like comedians will talk about, like, are you trying to relate? Are you trying to trigger people to get their attention? How do you go about writing now where the masses will understand the message you're trying to deliver? It's always for me, uh, trying to find life proofs. So the analogy I use a lot is that, uh, Isaac Newton wrote out what gravity was. He got it. He was the first one to write out what it actually was. And then he gave it to us and we read it. We're like, Oh dude, I'm going through gravity every day. That's so sick that you finally wrote that down. That's incredible. You got it for all of us. Like amazing. And I think that if you if you catch those those little pieces um and it all reminds us that we're going through the same experience together. Those are my favorite kind of pop songs. Those aren't there's so many different kinds. Like like of music and songwriting that does incredible things, but that specific thing of catching life proofs, that's what like lights me up. That's what I love. And when you do that and then you can see other people like at a show or or they, they you know get emails all the time or on social media being like, oh, my God, you helped me unlock this for myself or, or I felt like we were connected in some way. And that's like my favorite thing to do. So 
the the door that opened up on this through this pandemic was like, oh shit, I am actually really uncomfortable, like with the idea that I'm depressed. Like I don't really uh, identify with that. I don't want to be that guy. I've made a whole business and brand about like not really being that guy, and so yeah, really I think I got to write about this Shh, crap. And then you go there and you try to figure out like, all right, how how do I get as uh, specific to myself? Because usually when you get really specific, it becomes universal, which is like that weird kind of dichotomy. Well, congrats. I mean, I just want to say you you definitely nailed your brand because like this morning I was just thinking about you and your brand, I guess. And I was like, he's his message is one of like happiness and positivity, which obviously. Yes. Uh, but it's interesting too because you talk about depression and things like that. And I saw a post on your Instagram, and you talked about channeling uh, your feelings and the tension you feel. And I think you referred it to like the unhealthy version of feelings. You know, you're talking about being a street performer. Yes. And it, I, I recent I'm writing a book. Oh, great. Um, and so obviously I'm in my thoughts all the time. And and I was thinking of it's similar. I don't know if it's the same, but I was thinking about. I, I I was listening to a different podcast and I heard an author talk about gratitude being the only feeling that can't become toxic. Interesting. Uh because, you know, gratitude is the appreciation and 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 the wanting to show thankfulness for whatever it is you're feeling without anything in return. Yeah. Right? As opposed to every other feeling, I kind of referred it to like an ugly cousin, you know? So like you got love. And that's ugly cousin is hatred. Sure. Right? Happiness, sadness, or happiness, depression. Hope, great despair is that ugly. You know, so if hope isn't nurtured, you can feel despair. And totally. it's like kind of channeling those emotions. Uh, and you were talking about, you know, early in your career being a street performer and balancing this kind of excitement and and motivation you had to you know i got i'm good i'm i want to do this and i'm going to go on and, and and on the street and i'm going to play for people and then making sure that you know you, you were taking care of your feelings so to speak for a lot of back at a word and having the self-awareness of knowing that you know with the disappointment of people walking past you all day long what could that turn into yeah just the i think i was talking about like that to get things going, especially in the beginning, there's a tension because you have these crazy audacious dreams. Yeah. And then what actually has to happen to get to them is these really humble actions. Yeah. <laughs> you have to take like all these very basic, minute actions. I was street performing, knowing like, no, 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 no. I have a good sense in myself that this is going to be like really big and good. And I can feel that. Uh, but right now I have to play to literally no one. Like just performing to no one, just being ignored to maybe like get you get this person that was going to buy jeans to buy a five dollar CD today. <laughs> so like that is a tension that you have to hold in yourself, which is like I this is where I see that I'm going and this is where I am right now. And either I have to hold the the, the those two feelings. And I was saying that either when you seek to release the tension, you either go into entitlement, which is negative, which is like, why am I I shouldn't have to be here. Yeah. I know that I'm going to be there. I should already be there. Or you go into like self-doubt, which is like, see, I knew I shouldn't have done this. I that, that inkling that I had that I will get somewhere was just a joke to begin with. So like, look at this. Look what I'm doing right now. How could I possibly be here? Somehow hold both of those together is like really difficult. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially entitlement. That's interesting. I'm, 
just kind of thinking out loud because I think nowadays uh, we're getting worse and worse on on understanding what we are entitled to versus what we aren't anymore. Totally. And and to your point, especially, you know, we're in a world of instant gratification, social media, anyone can kind of blow up yeah. overnight. And then, and I think that's what probably stops a lot of people. I mean, I know that's what stops a lot of people. And it's probably what's stopping a lot of young people today is having that humility and and putting in the work. I think a lot of my peers in reality TV will make that mistake of getting that bump and then attention from a reality TV show and then immediately feel entitled to many other things that they don't have. Ritual. Speaking of what you're putting in your body, vitamins. Uh, not every vitamin is created equal. And just because it's a vitamin doesn't mean it's healthy for you because there's a lot of shit that other vitamin companies put in their products. Well, Ritual, not them. They want you to know what they're putting in their vitamins so you know what you're putting in your body. And they go out of their way to make sure that their vitamins are customized directly for you. They've, they've, they've been specialized in vitamins for women. Now they're getting vitamins for men. I've been using Ritual ever since they've had their uh, vitamins for men. And let me tell you, I love it. And the best part is like things like fish oil, no fishy tastes at all. Yeah, I got a mint tab in it. So it doesn't taste like fish, but you get all that like, you know, great fish oil benefits. <laughs> Fishy nutrients. Mm-mm, no, I mean, Mm-mm. fish oil is great for your joints. It's awesome. That omega. Get it. So if you, uh, uh, we've heard from a lot of our listeners who've been using Ritual that uh, it's the first vitamin that uh, doesn't make them sick or make them nauseous. So, so many reasons to use Ritual. And if peace of mind isn't enough, well, get the nutrients that you need. So why not shake up your Ritual? clean plant-based formula specifically created to support nutrient needs at different life stages, 18 plus pregnancy, postpartum and 50 plus. So, you know, you're getting the vitamins that are right for you to make trying something new, less scary. Ah, ritual is offering a money back guarantee. If you're not hundred percent in love, plus my listeners get 10% off during their first three months. Just visit ritual.com slash V I A L L to add essential protein today. That's ritual.com slash V I A L L. Rothy's sustainability and fashion all into one amazing lineup of footwear and handbags. God bless them. All my friends are wearing Rothy's. They look good. They feel good. There's no break-in period. They always look brand new because you can throw them in a washing machine and it doesn't wear them out. They look brand spanking new and people compliment them all the time. And you have the comfort of knowing that uh, you're helping the earth because they're made out of recyclable plastic. So instead of throwing them away, you're, you're doing something good for the environment, all while looking super fashionable. Upgrade your closet with washable, sustainable, stylish shoes and bags from Rothy's. Plus, they've launched men's shoes. What? <gasps> they've launched men's shoes? So make sure to check them out for the guy in your life while I'm going to Warothi. Send me some goddamn shoes. It's the best shoes. day of your life. It's the best day of your Woo-hoo, life. You don't have to be baby. jealous of me anymore. God damn it, I'm excited. Whew. Can't wait. I'm getting some Rothy's today. Head to rothys.com slash V-I-A-L-L to find your new favorites today. I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to use that promo code. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash V-I-A-L-L. Go get me some Rothy's, baby. Which I think going back to the worth thing was like a real gift if we were willing to take it throughout this pandemic was this intense pause of like, okay, you can't get it. You can't get it. There is no bump. (laughs) All the bumps are gone. Like everything that you were getting filled up from, uh, 
at least from your job, took like a deep pause. Um, and is there a way to put yourself back together that is a little bit more uh, sustainable? You know, I was just thinking like, yeah, fame is such like a crazy thing to trade on. Like, I don't, I don't ever want to trade on that worth wise. What do you mean? Like, it's such a crazy uh, roller coaster of who's hot, what's working, what's yeah. not. And I've been doing this for like 10 years now. So I've, I've, I've taken the roller coaster and had people, you know, call and then not pick up your call and then pick it up again. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> right? Like that is like a terrible thing to be placing too much of your, I keep saying the word worth. I wish there was other ones. Too much of your like, yeah, your self-worth in that. And I sure, think that yeah. in, for a lot of people, it used to be just in Hollywood, but now it's like, man, it's really tough on social media. You could, you could have some funny thing that happens at the grocery store and now you're the man how, for like the next three days how do you and then manage oh god yeah. it goes away because that's true like how do you manage that in terms of like you is it just having a self-awareness because for me sometimes i just and it, whenever i when when i'm on the up i try to tell myself like it's not me it's you know some of its luck what i'm doing you know and, and valuing the real people around you you know, it's really interesting. I, I was thinking a lot about this and I was writing a lot of songs about it and I don't have an answer yet. I was just like processing it. One thing I do think though is that you, through through therapy and like really being able to see some of the places that, that I was like getting too much self-worth from, I was able to create my own boundaries for myself of like, oh, okay. So I can't, at least awareness is like what you're saying is, is the first step. And then really creating like mental pockets where like, uh, you know, throughout the day, I'll like put my phone down and just be with my daughters for two hours when I get home. That is irrelevant to whoever, whatever anybody thinks about me, mm -hmm. whether my song's blowing up, whether anything's happening. It's like, oh, yes, this is the undeniable who I am, where I build myself up. Um, yeah, I, I'm open to, to like really digging in and learning more techniques and stuff, but like, I know for sure. The one thing I know for sure is if you are getting all of your self-worth from what you do, you're in trouble. Or maybe just from any one thing. From any one thing. Right? Sure. Because if you get, if if 90% of your self-worth is coming from even your kids, as is, is great as that might sound. No, totally. You know, they're going to get older. They'll get other joys in life. Maybe there could be a period in, in that where the relationship is a little strained. Or who, oh, or no, no, totally. Yeah, and, you got to keep. And then, or your work looks, your relationship with your wife, or, you know, like you just never really know the ups and downs. And I, I suppose if you, if too much of any one thing is going to one direction, as great as it might sound, you're like, oh, well, how could it ever be bad that all my self-worth comes from my kids? Yeah. I think my, my parents, as you know, I have 10 siblings, so I'm one of 11. Holy crap. Their whole life was, was kids. Uh, to their kids. And my parents are great, but now as they're becoming closer to empty nesters, there's been a transitional process for them of finding purpose as they get older. And, um, and I think it's probably because, you know, so much, and I'm grateful for it. And I hope my younger siblings are even more grateful for it because they could have stopped after three. I'd still exist. I'm the second oldest. Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> you should be pretty thankful. You know, <laughs> I have a very like, you know, I come from a conservative brother and I've become more progressive. And I, you know, I've it, it, with 10 siblings, you, uh, the spectrum of, uh, of belief systems is all over the board. Interesting. You know, in terms of like, you know, really you say that because I, while you're talking, what I do think I know 
self when it when it's coming from a good place it's coming from my values and then i'm proud of myself if if i'm aligned with my own values uh like to to me being honest uh being of service to other people all these things when i am acting in that way then i am that's coming from my choice to act that way and then i feel proud of that and therefore i have self-worth in that way yeah. which is interesting and that's still you know from me that's like all about me self the main word there is self what rocked me was when my therapist told me he's like yeah i just like when i look at where a lot of the self-worth is coming from it's like a lot of things that are outside of yourself and i was like ah shit dude that is really unfortunate. like what like yeah um yeah like if you think of even even doing a show going and playing a show there's a lot of that that feels healthy to me because uh it's me in my light. It's what I love to do and all that. But there's a lot of things that surround it that are uh, necessary in the moment, but are kind of irrelevant. Like, oh, we need you, your voice to be good. So we can't have you talk that much right now. So we're just going to get someone to get you your food. That times 100, like that's not really healthy for anyone to do for four years in yeah. a straight of like, oh, no, 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 please, please. Actually, for efficiency's sake, we need you to be this way which is like less of, you know, and care only about these things. But then you're like, oh man, like I get home and I there I don't really want to do the laundry. Like why not? Yeah. You know? And 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 just being put in a bubble and wor working your way through the bubble and then looking back and going like, oh man, I think there's like a slight need to be special. Yeah. And that's not cool. I don't want to be that well, guy. Well, then they, you know, and they, it shouldn't be yeah. that that shouldn't be where you get your your like foundation from. And I think there's, you know, like anything else, there's seasons where it's a little bit worse than others. But really looking at it and starting to dig into it has been something that is uh, terrifying because I like to be the person that has it all figured out. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and but also really good for music. I think the record's great. <laughs> <laughs> like when like, you get deep that it comes out. Yeah. Like when sure. I, I think the best pop songs are the ones where you're like really simple with like tons of emotion behind it. That is when you get the stuff that's like, oh my god, this is really exciting. Yeah, totally. It's, uh, it's, it's. I mean, I think a lot of musicians have said that in terms of well, heartbreak, breakups, whatever. Yeah. You know, de if it's depression, you know, staying inside a pandemic. I mean, there's. Yeah, like like the, a lyric, yeah. a simple lyric is either cheesy unless it has this. It really like I miss you is just kind of like a normal lyric. Sure. If it's like uh, you, the situation for you is that like oh. I lost my mom when I was two and I didn't think about I like something happened to remind me of her. And now I say, I miss you. It's like, oh, shit. Now that really matters. And so that's really fun is to be going through something so intense and figure out the simple little ways to put it together that they hopefully will like help other people. Like I when, when I write now, I think of someone in the car like I, I like to think of songs as being like little spiritual chiropractors that like they can get in and like adjust you. <laughs> and I've had that happen to me and been so grateful for it. And that's really what I'm attempting to do when I sit down to write a song. Like, I don't want to take myself too seriously, but when it does it that well, it's like when it really works, it has such a such an impact. So perfect situation. For, someone listens to your song. They're feeling a certain way. They listen to Annie Grammer and they... So you're you're attempting to maybe slightly adjust people's perspective on their feelings given... The Bring situation. them back to themselves. Yeah. Not trying to get you to do anything else. I'm not trying to like manipulate any situation. I'm trying to go like, oh, this is happening. Gravity. And then it's like, totally. I have gravity right now. Oh, I, like I remember I feel back to my truest self. That is the highest goal. It doesn't always have to be that 
pretentious <laughs> of an ideal. But when I sit down, that's what I'm like trying to get at at the piano with my guitar. Um, you know, the last song that I had that on my last record, Don't Give Up On Me, was just like what, the way that people used that was so inspiring to me. They would just really, they'd put it on every day to like, I mean, the stories are like endless to come back to like, no, I'm not going to give up on myself in this way of bringing my authenticity to the world. No, I'm not going to give up on myself of like starting my business. No, I'm not going to like it. It hopefully can wrap itself around. The best ones are simple enough that they can wrap themselves around whatever it is that you're going through. But, uh, you know, there's the quote, my, my company's called Ladder Soul Music. I'm a Baha'i. And one of the Baha'i quotes is, oh, yeah, have you heard I of went, Baha'i faith? I went to high school with a girl who's Baha'i. Oh, cool. Yeah. And one of the quotes is, uh, music is the ladder to the soul. So my goal when I like write music is like, here's a ladder. Like, hopefully I can give you this and you can climb a little bit higher with it. Um, and, and, you know, when that's the goal, you fail a lot because <laughs> you're dealing with like, you're always like, uh-oh, is this cheesy? And you always have to like, that's the balance. It's like, can, is this right? And when it's true enough and sincere enough, it's not cheesy anymore. It's just dope. And so I usually write like so many to get to the place where when you hear it, hopefully that's how it feels. Do you, it's cheesy, I'm interested you say that, like, you know, I'm with the podcast, I'll get, I'd give advice and, you know, judging myself, or whatever. Sometimes I'm just like, that's just fucking cheesy. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, as a writer, your music is very inspiring. And sometimes, you know, the haters, and sometimes we can be our biggest hater. Is that a criticism that bugs you? If someone were to call you cheesy, like what are, what are yes. things that bug Andy Grammer that maybe really shouldn't but you're just like yes that definitely is something that i always uh i hope i've gotten better at um of like not trying to be insecure and beating you to the punch to say that it's cheesy before being called cheesy uh i've definitely slowly been learning how to just accept it uh my last record was called naive because i know that sometimes people when you smile too much they think you're stupid um can I do a poem for you real quick? Yeah, <laughs> have you had a poem on the podcast? I yet? don't think we have. First poem. Okay, so this is like, because it's exactly what we're talking about. It is no longer impressive to me to watch these melancholy documentaries exposing that behind the things we buy, we love, or eat is a bunch of shitty people run by money, sex, and greed. I'm not impressed with the focus. Though what they say, it might be true. We ignore the beauty of the forest obsessing on low-hanging fruit. What about my soul? What about this life? What about the infinite space in the sky? What about the galaxies of possibilities swimming in my daughter's eyes? I've been labeled positive, optimistic, the guy that makes the happy music. And while I'm flattered with these words come with an aftertaste of stupid. As if smart people are the ones who used to smile but learned their lesson. As if the scientific truth of reality is that it's depressing. I do not agree. So if it's stupid to see the good in everything, then hell yeah, call me night. That was kind of my like. Oh, that's, uh, that's good. All right, all right. I love Andy so much. That was kind of my uh, agree, like actually accepting that that this is what I love. This is what I'm into. It's to try to inspire people, to try to like bring you back to the center. And if you think I'm stupid, then like fuck you. <laughs> I don't know what to yeah. tell you. <laughs> no, it's, like, it's and, a and challenge. All, and more, less, it's less again. It's less about like fuck you, and more about just like hey, dude. This is who you are. Like, like you got to accept that, man. Stop trying to like guard it for other people or make it uh, 
in a way that you're afraid they won't digest you. Just like, this is what you love. This is who you are. Go do that. It's tough, though. I mean, it's really, really hard. hard to, yeah. you know, especially if you try to be self-aware and and self-deprecating. And like it can come at a price of of being of becoming hypersensitive about the things you want to say you're aware about. You know, and then it's just like, well, I can be self-deprecating to myself. And then therefore you're just like, but no, like I'm self-deprecating. So no one else can, can to me. And And I am, I'm now excited and terrified about this next cycle of music. Cause it's like a lot about self-love and I don't hear a lot of guys talking about that. It seems like kind of a scary thing to talk about. Like you're going to be called out for being cheesy or stupid. Tell me more about that. Uh, Just like really being open about um you know there's a song about like i want to love myself without needing someone else to tell me and like that's like a simple lyric that's like very real and and yeah i think there's something with masculinity about talking about self-love is like don't do that dude i don't know why i can't like get specific about it i just know that like as soon as i start to talk about it i can feel like the masculine police being like uh dude that's not a good idea you can go ahead and give us your man card back now because before you even start talking, you should just give it up. And I'm like, ah, but I, I don't think I'm the only one that struggles with this, with the self-worth thing. So let's like, let's just go. Yeah. You know, I mean, masculinity is a, a interesting topic these days. I I, I was going to do this last week. I forgot to do it, but I, I you know, cause you have toxic masculinity as a buzzword phrase sure. now. And, and then you, you know, everything is, is polarizing. And I'm honestly curious, and I have an audience of women for the most part on my Instagram. And I'm really curious if I just put a poll up and I said, the word masculinity is positive or negative. What are your thoughts? And I'm really curious of what people would say, because it seems like, you know, for all the people, like, is it, is, is all masculinity toxic to some people or what is positive masculinity? Is there such a thing for people? How can men feel like men while at the same time uh, be open with their feelings and without alienating other, you know, men? It seems uh, mask, the word masculinity, I never thought would, would be, is it extremely charged? I word. think that, you know, going back, uh, another Baha'i quote is that, uh, The quality of men and women is like a bird and you have uh, femininity is one wing and masculinity is the other Mm -hmm. and it can't fly unless they're equal. So a lot of times with, with like from the male perspective, you're like, Oh, I'm aware that it's like unfair and that this wing is, is like more over history has been more powerful and not powerful, but has been given more attention and has been unequally, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's unequal. It's, 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 it's gotten more. So what's cool about that analogy is that I, as a, as a man, then get to think about it like, oh, then I don't even know what it is to fly. Like, it's actually, it's actually that I'm not doing the best I can do either. It's not just like, oh, well, there's, there's 10 cookies. We have seven. And I guess we'll give you like a couple back. It's more like, oh shit, we can't fly. We don't even know what it is to, to be at our best. And I think that you know, when you look at masculinity, you look at like, oh yeah, when it's out of balance, it's not good for ma- for men either. So we don't have a ton to look to. I mean, one of the craziest moments was I was with my friend and 
he uh he has a son and his son was like was i forget what it was but we were trying to think of what are some words like you just said that we can think of that are good to, about being masculine that aren't charged yeah. when you think of like what is it what are some words that that of femininity you know it's not hard you go like oh nurturing uh creation freaking make babies amazing like they start they just like fall out of my mouth and then when you go for masculinity they're all it gets hard <laughs> Yeah, it's really weird. I, you, like, what, are, what, are you po- what are we pointing to? What are we pointing that, our little kids to? You said that. I'm thinking, or I'm trying to think. The first word that thought that came to mind is protective. And then I immediately thought, is that going to be triggering for some people to say, well, I don't need you to protect me. Yeah. I'm. Who I'm, gives you that right? Totally. And I'm just like, oh, sorry. I wasn't trying to. I'm just yeah. saying like, I'd, I would if you want yeah. me to. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it becomes. Yeah. And I, I, I'm, you, you see, you know, like. I'm just trying, and especially with this podcast, if I have one goal is trying to uh, get people to value relationships of all kinds more. And I think people are forgetting what relationships mean. We are entering in a society where I'm just going to spend time with like-minded people. And if that is the goal then I think it's becoming harder and harder to have relationships because a relationship to me is that understanding that there's a love there, there's a desire to have a relationship and an openness to express feelings at the risk of disappointment or hurt. Knowing that if that does happen, we're going to have a dialogue to find a common ground through our disconnect and our disappointment and the more we continue to try to disassociate ourselves with people who disagree with us, I think it's becoming harder and harder to have relationships of any kind because to me, those aren't relationships. Those are just like validation robots or I don't know what you want to call it. It's just like, I'm just only hanging out with so-and-so as long as as you agree with me, you agree with me, you tell me I'm awesome, no one's going to check me, no one's going to suggest, it's just like, hey, I love you, is there another way of going about this without you hurting my feelings? And and it's becoming harder and harder to do that. And, uh, you know, that that's my great worry of the world is is <laughs> relationships because we're we we're becoming unwilling to have our feelings hurt and yeah. and, and have discussions um you know with uh with with people who might disagree with something that we feel. I w- I would agree with that 1000%. I think we need to be as open as possible. And all and I think, you know, it's a little bit hard. Like I love social media. I, d- I actually do enjoy it. And, I, and then, of course, everybody, ha- it's a love-hate. There's like a lot of weird things about it. But the silo effect of it yes. is pretty wild. Yeah. You know, like with TikTok, like you only see what you love. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. That is exactly what you're talking about. Totally. But it's yeah. also like super entertaining. Like I really like it. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> but then I don't, you know, like it's really wild. But it's, you know, you think about it, sil- you know, these silos, right? You know, men, women, Republican, Democrat you know, gay, straight, you know, like whatever you identify with, the more things get siloed, the more we're going to get disconnected. And this idea of the individual, which I mean, when it comes to individual, to a lot of degrees, I like, I like George Carlin is someone like you hear, you look at Beck of some of his old stuff. He's like, he likes the individual and not the group. Because whenever a group gets together, the thoughts and opinions get distorted but the individual has some valid opinions but 
the individual also like, you know, like we need to have relationships to keep us in check. And I'm just wondering like if it's our feelings that at the end of the day are the ones that need to be validated constantly. Yeah. How do we have relationships? Because our feelings sometimes are going to be hurt. Yeah. And then, you know, it's even like pull out even more of the like macro this makes me think of like, what do you, uh, what do you think happens when you die? Cause like, what's the purpose, I know what I what's the purpose of being here? <laughs> uh, I don't, yeah. To me, the purpose of being here is to like grow is to grow spiritually. I think you grow spiritually and then you go somewhere else. The same way that like a baby in the womb grows arms and legs and then they get here and they're like, I'm so glad I grew these cause I get to use <laughs> these now. Uh, I think that's what we're doing spiritually here. And so, Yes, the whole point is to like lift your spiritual weights and you can't do that if you're only talking to people that are exactly aligned with you. The whole point is to get into these like interesting tense things and try to understand each other. Yeah. Try to get deeper. Yeah. And I, yeah, we're we're getting away and social media is definitely siloing us yeah. because it's 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 that much easier to find people who agree with us. And then we form these groups of like-minded people and then they and that's how we get radicalized because there's no one there to say, hold on, just opposing thought. Yeah. Just want to throw it out there. And then that group is just like, fuck you. You know, it's been one of the gifts of being a touring musician is that you're in a completely new place every day. So before the, you know, before the pandemic, you're literally like, oh, this morning I'm getting breakfast in Richmond. Then I'm getting breakfast in Florida. Then I'm getting breakfast in, uh, in Washington. And, and now I'm getting breakfast in the Philippines. And so you kind of like, you do have a lot of these conversations and that was really helpful as things got so politically intense. Uh, I never could go, uh, oh, those people are terrible or these people are terrible. I'm like, no, 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 they're the best. Mm -hmm. I've been, I was just with them. They're unbelievable. Uh, whereas there's a lot going on here that's making it difficult for us to see each other. How And how do you go about that with your music or do you go out of your way as you travel to continue to connect and do you feel comfortable these days having conversations with people who disagree with you? Um, yeah, you know, I don't align with any political party, which makes it a little bit easier. Um, <laughs> I, I, until you tell someone that who does, I'm more like you, like, I don't know what people, oh, we're, this is not a political show. We sure. don't talk about politics. I don't know what people think I am. Uh, I've <laughs> voted for both parties type sure. of thing. Uh, but yeah, I'm curious. Yeah. Do you, but I found that sometimes people, it's like, if you're not with us, you're against us. You're, yeah, you sure. Don't. Sure. And I, I, uh, yeah, I, I align more with like, this is a bigger thing. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's really, there's no easy answer to it. I, I do think I just land on, I just have a lot of compassion for both sides. And it wouldn't feel correct to be to carry the flag for either one because I I have genuine love for for people in both. Yeah, well, yeah. I, we we align there. Yeah. Um, so you're a father of of two two babies, wonderful daughters. Oh my, he's God. a girl dad. He's a girl dad. I'm a girl, girl dad. dad. And how long have you been in your relationship with your coming wife? up on nine years? Nine years. Well, and your dog's a girl, and yeah, your wife's and a, a girl. Little, a you're little, surrounded. You're surrounded. <laughs> they, they're taking you over. Completely surrounded. It's insane. How do you keep the spark alive. That's one of the questions we most often get that is hardest to answer. 
I think you have to, at this point in my life, if it's not on the calendar, it's not going to happen. It's insanity. <laughs> my life is completely insane. From the moment that like, we wake up to someone's crying and, and freaking out, and then you come home, and it's like the mixture of it. It's amazing and then insanity. And so if it's not put in the calendar that on every Thursday you go for a date, you just won't never do it. So I think that's really like not a sexy answer, but the most effective. It's practical. Super practical because like you and like you your partner. Yeah. She's amazing. I love my wife. Uh, it's really hard to, to like be like flirty and fun with someone when there's throw up on the floor and the dog is biting you. It's like hard to not be like, could you just? Right? I, like that's I, how you get with each other. It's funny. And so if you don't create yeah. the space where you can actually uh, connect in a different way, it, it won't ever happen. Yeah. The pterodactyl video on your Instagram is like my favorite video because every parent I feel like has been in that situation, but the two of you just sitting there. Oh my God. Trying to be like when your kids are screaming. I mean, wait, do you have kids? Insane. No, I just got a dog, which okay. is for the like, like two Do you days. want kids or are you against it? Very much so. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because I, I mean, my girlfriend's name is Natalie and she, it, 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 I love her for it because she's just like, I think we need to make sure that we prioritize prioritize us. Yes. I think she's already afraid because I'm, <laughs> I'm allergic to dogs and we got a, a non-allergenic dog so I can play with it. Great. And so being someone who's naturally allergic to dogs, I've always liked dogs, but I'm no one would consider me a dog person in the sense that I don't run up to every dog and be like, oh my God, your dog. I'm like, hey, cool dog. I'm going to keep going because yeah. I don't want to be itchy. <laughs> And, and so far I'm really into Jeff. Jeff's my dog's name. And Natalie's already kind of being like, do you love me anymore? Or like, cause I'm like, bye Jeff. I'll I'll be back. And I'm like, bye. She's like, what the fuck was that? (laughs) And it's, 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 it's kind of, uh, he's created a soft spot in in my heart, but I can, I can see how, as your family grows with kids or pets that without like ever thinking you're not showing your partner enough of attention and love, how, you know, it's like in sports, people will say, well, there's only one football, you know? So there's only, and Mm. I only have one heart. I only have one. uh, There's only one of me to give. I have a, have a finite amount of space, my heart or love to give. And it's really important. I think as we, introduce other things to prioritize yes that time and just getting jeff for two days you, it makes you think oh whoa okay so this is what i'd first of all definitely do it's still worth it way hard only one football and you get it's it's still worth figuring out how to share it it is the best thing in the world you can't well you can many people do it anyways <laughs> uh what i think the difference between this is the analogy that i use of no kids to kids is Throughout your normal year, say one is the worst day of your life, 10 is the best day of your life. You usually, I don't know, I like like my life and I still would hang around like six, maybe five mostly, then a seven. You're in between like the five and seven range. Something awesome happens that you like really connect with someone or something career-wise happens amazing, maybe hit a 10. Something really awful happens once in a while, you hit a one. With kids... You're like just rocking ones and tens all day long from the moment that you go up to the moment you go to sleep. You hit like 40 tens and then 40 ones. It's just like a way more aggressive way to live your life. But there's so many more tens. It's unbelievable. Like it's amazing. My little girls this morning were so cute and horrible. 
<laughs> like just the worst. And then, oh my God, the best. Like your heart is just like expanding and it's, it's totally worth it. And it, it's, it's, uh, yes. Everything that your, your girlfriend is worried about is true. And, but it can She's be not dealt really with. worried, but yeah. it's, but it, it like, it's like, a thought it, it can, can be, it can be dealt with and it is, it is not easy and it is still totally worth it in my opinion. Yeah, totally. I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for it. I hope I'm lucky enough to, to, to have it someday. And even like, you know, with Nat, dating Natalie and then now getting Jeff, I'm really nesting really, really fast. All yeah. Of a sudden I it's great. Went from being single for a number of years. Um, and it's weird when you start, like it's you can get i think that's the risk of i think uh, being single is sometimes very much um treated unfairly why are you single why are you single like as if there's some sort of something totally. wrong with you but i a downside of being single is it's just by definition you become more selfish because you can't sure you have less things to you only have to worry about yourself yeah it's great but i think that hardens you um and i've definitely gotten a lot softer in a really great way and it feels very rewarding yeah. to uh, put your p to love things other than yourself. And you know, it's it's funny because I was worried. I, I had a little baby girl in the in the pandemic. It was like the second week of lockdown. We had Izzy. She was born in my living room. I freaking right. caught her. Whole other discussion. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, and <laughs> and I was before she came. I was really like worried because my first daughter louisiana i like love her so much she broke my heart open in an amazing way and we had such a bond and i couldn't really imagine another person in that in that zone um and then there was a day where i actually so so with, with my daughters and i do it for other kids for other people as well when someone's gonna have a kid if they're willing to tell me their name then i will make a playlist and the rules are that it has to have the title of the song has to be the name or the artist has to be the name. So like one of my good songwriting friends just had uh, a baby named Henry and I got like 20 songs. The, the top coolest songs that have Henry as the title or the artist of Henry. And you just kind of give them like this is what music around this word means and give it to them. So my daughter's name's Louisiana. Her playlist is fire. It's like all <laughs> jazz and she's so cool. And then uh, my second daughter, her name is Israel. And I hadn't oh. been thinking about the playlist. Yeah, uh, that's a crazy playlist. Like a wild <laughs> playlist. Uh, and so there was something about going to look. I was in an airport in Chicago going to look at like what what songs are with, with Israel. And this guy, uh, the Israel, the, the Hawaiian guy that sings Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Have you heard that version? Oh, yeah. That came I up. I love that guy. That came up and uh, as one of the first songs. Unbelievable song. I uh, actually. Um, he's amazing. And, and I love like reading the tea leaves in life. So that song comes up and that has such an incredible uh, significance to me because I got to sing Imagined by John Lennon in Times Square when the ball drops. Yes, you like, did, honey. You got the balls dropping. I'm singing Imagine. <laughs> it ends. And then the, this version of, uh, yep. of Somewhere Over the Rainbow by it, this guy, Hawaiian Israel. I, I can't remember his last name. I'm the worst. There's confetti yeah, falling hard. everywhere. Everyone's so happy. It was like one of the most peaceful moments of my entire life. Just like you're in the middle of New York City. There's just so much joy and there's confetti and this song is happening. And it was like, it burned in my brain is like, whoa, really enjoy this. So then I pick, we pick the name Israel. I go and I look for it. And the first thing that comes up is this moment. And now I'm just crying in the airport 
looking at it <laughs> and I'm having this moment of like, oh my God, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to like break my heart again. The same way with your little dog that it's like opening up more than you're expecting. You have a baby, it's going to break it again. And you just like keep breaking. And I think we we're always a little bit attached to like, oh God, is it going to be different or what's going to happen? And uh, and that's actually the 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 impetus to the song that just came out, Lease on Life, is like, whoa, I have a new, I'm going to do this whole thing again. I'm going to fall in love this deep again. Holy shit. That's incredible. You know, wow, that's that's really great. Do you want to uh, are you. Do you want a boy? Of course. Do you think you'll. My wife has hyperemesis, What's which that? is like, yeah, a really intense. Poor Asia. It, the, the kids are great, but she gets rocked getting them here. Yeah, and she had like a um, she had a needle that had like a Zofran pump 24 hours like going into her. She gets sick all the time, throws up all day long. So being so, that what, yeah, that's what Amy a... Schumer had, too, because Amy Schumer made it like really We've literally been public. like they've yeah. been texting all the time. Yeah. Like, How bad was this? Like so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah. back and forth. She's the coolest. Uh, so I and, and am very persuasive. That's what I'll say. It's like I, if I was a betting man, we're looking like exactly 50-50 right now. She definitely needs a break. But it's a big ask for her. It's yeah. a huge ask. But I would love a boy. I think I would love another one. Boy or girl. Girls are great. Girls are so great. Yeah. I've. I mean, I, I just hope I'm lucky enough to be a father. I've, you know, I mean, selfishly. You definitely you will. You want a yeah. boy. You, you want a boy? I mean, like, listen, again, I would be happy with one healthy baby. Great. Yeah. But there's definitely like, a, like if it was a boy, I wouldn't be mad. And if, I know. Both know. are really cool. The thing about girls is that you get to be um, you get to be the ambassador for half the world. Like you get to set up what her expectations are of 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 the rest of men. And that is like such an incredible responsibility and honor. How do you plan on? teaching your daughters about men so i actually just wrote another song that i just finished and it's around this idea that like i can't make you do anything really like i'm not gonna be able to make you do anything all that i get to do is create what home is for you so you're gonna go to a festival probably <laughs> don't listen to this you might like <laughs> smoke something and like uh hopefully you won't i don't you don't need to but like there will be situations where you stray from what home is to you and i just need to be the guy that you know like oh i'm experimenting right now but like home for me is like this type of a guy like like a, like someone who really values me honors me and thinks i'm incredible that's home that's what that's what my center is and then you have your life where you like go off and try and then you come back and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I love that you mentioned like you can't, it's a great, I think it's really smart and hard to do and I'm not a father, so I can't necessarily speak for it. But to right, the first thing you said about that is I can't really make, I'm not going to make you do anything. anything. And I think, <laughs> I think a lot of parents, I mean, right now say, I'm definitely, you're well, too. Sure. eat that. Yeah. I'm going to make you do that. Like basic things. Adult, I need you to yeah. pick up your shoes. I can make you do that. <laughs> Teenage years is harder and harder. It's harder and, and harder. And then that control, the more you try to control, I feel like there's that risk of rebelliousness. So one of my favorite things, what I did, uh, before both girls is I reach out to, uh, pick like 10 women that I really, really respect and love and go like, Hey, can you tell me one thing your dad did incredible and one thing that he could have done better? And it's like That's such amazing. an awesome, interesting thing to get emails back of like, this is what my dad did that was like really, really special. And this is what he did that was uh, not super cool. And I think like research like that. And I ask, 
I like to ask strangers. I like to ask the barista. I'll ask you right now. What's one thing your dad did that was incredible and one thing he could have done a little better? You're going to make this her cry. This is a loaded question for me. Yeah. It's loaded. <laughs> well, my dad passed away. So yeah. like I get flooded with like so many things. It's hard for me to think of something that he did that he could have done better. Got it. Because now I only have positive things. But my dad just he just loved me. Like if I came home crying, he just made sure I was okay. Yeah. He also put me in golf lessons when I was 10. Solid. It's funny. I asked, I was, I was co-hosting the today show with Jenna Bush and I asked her this question and she said something like really sweet about him and then realized that she had to say something bad about like a president. She's like, ah, he's a bad dancer. <laughs> That's tough on air, yeah, it is. but I, I love that. I was just thinking about, you know, I get asked a lot about advice and, and what's it, advice that I would give young men is to, you know, value their platonic relationships with women and ask a lot of questions uh, of those women. And if it's, and if you don't have a ton of, like even your girlfriends, I mean, men, like stop, stop learning from your bros yeah, about how to make a, a woman or your girlfriend happy. And mm. I think sometimes young men you're talking about masculinity of the pressure either from your bros or your friends or the perception that uh, women like, you know, don't, you don't want to ask, you know, you want to be assertive, like don't ask girl if she wants to go to dinner, to dinner with you say, I plan, you know, I'm going to take you to dinner. Type of thing. <laughs> and like that, that shit works, but like, does we, it? It, yeah, it does. Wow. But at the same time, I think, you know, the idea of like, what does an you know, six, 18 year old like ask your girlfriend what she likes for, about his intimacy you know sure. good and bad experience you know like good and bad experiences with with men you know yep and, and men you know you talk about polarization and a lot of guys out there it's just like there's just a lot of hatred or or frustration towards men and masculinity men are all men are shitty and and i even get frustrated when i see things on tiktok but the reality is is if you were to ask your women friends about their experiences yeah every single woman that i know has an experience with a man that, and probably many more than one, that's either made him uncomfortable or unsafe or, yeah. or, or, or more. And just asking those questions and finding out, and, and maybe that, that experience came from miscommunication or misunderstanding. And, and I think young men need to like sit down. If, they, if you have a woman friend, just be like, what's it like for you? What yeah. do you like? What do you dislike? And and we're I don't, for whatever reason we don't we don't do that enough as young men. And yeah, uh, and I'll go further. You know, it's I found a lot of parallels doing some work on myself around just like context. Like I I, I consider myself someone who has pretty good context, but around um, you know when George Floyd happened, I'm like oh not as much as I thought. Holy crap! Like uh oh. And similarly with uh. With, with the equality of men and women, sometimes we just need to listen a lot more. I was out on tour and I brought all of my uh, female like crew members and backup singers and anybody that was in the band that was female. And I'm like, is there anything I can do differently specifically for women? This is like my eighth year touring. Yeah. Why is it taking me so long to ask this question? Like, what can we do? And the answers were, yes, actually, <laughs> this dude touches us too much. Super fucking creepy. Could you get on that? Like not not like like not like like uh just like a little too long on the back. Sure. Yeah. Or you know I don't have to explain this. Women super know this. Or they go like you know if you could put 
lids on the trash cans because we're all living in a bus and sometimes there's like products that need to go and it would be cool if there's lids. Things that I have no idea about, would have never thought, but also for some reason, eight years in, have never just like made it a thing to make sure that you ask. Um, so being open to get to being off on context, I think for men is really important. Really, really important to just be like, I, I need to listen a lot more than I'm listening right now. Yeah. And if, and if, if you're not hearing it because maybe there's a disconnect or that there's a discomfort of even saying it, yeah. you know, giving them the space to ask. So they're like, Oh yes. Yeah. You know, and then the, the, the clincher was that they're all like, no one's ever asked this. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, that makes me really upset. And I'm the one that hasn't asked either. And I wrote like an open letter in the touring magazine, which is Polestar kind of about it, trying to get the idea of this out. Because once you hear from the women in your life, these things and you actually hear it and you're not like defensive about it. Oh my God. Yeah. You want to jump up and do stuff about it. It's like, oh my God, let's I'm, go get yeah. trash cans. Hey, you fucking stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's figure out like, I, like if you hear it, there's way more good men out there. Sure. But we're not listening. We're and, not really listening. Exactly. Yeah. And or, or, we're not even asking. Amen hey, to what that. is, what is like, what, what do you like? What do you dislike? What do you, how could I do better? What are your experiences? What are moments you could, what do you feel uncomfortable? Yeah. Um, because yeah, I think if you, I, I've, I've asked Natalie, I was like, what do you, what's, what's your perception of men? And she's like a lot, not great. Not great. <laughs> and it's not because she doesn't have a lot of great men in her life. It's because, you know, you hear the word bad apple, you know, yeah. and like those are, those can be, you know, traumatic experiences. So it's just like understanding Again, you write context so that being open can, that your yeah. context is not correct. Yeah, like actually being open to that is is a thing that we all, a lot of men need to do. And that's I guess masculinity too, where it's just like masculine. It's it's okay to ask, yeah, how to do it, and doesn't make you less of a man. Yeah. Why are you supposed to know? Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. I use that analogy. It's just like when you sex and dating, you don't get into a, a race car without knowing how to drive. And put your foot on the gas. Totally. And yet, when it comes to sex and dating, that's what both men and women seem to be doing. It's getting better now because, like, when I grew up in a conservative classes, classic household, the only instructions that I got to, like, be given a Ferrari was to not drive. Yeah. And I was like, but what if I decide <laughs> to drive? They're like, don't. We're not going to teach you how. We're just going to tell you not to do it. Yeah. And then people get in these kind of high-powered vehicles. Again, our sexuality and our hormone hormones, and that's why we always crash and burn. Totally. Um, so yeah, I guess ask ask more. I love that you said that in terms of parenting, because I was always thinking in terms of dating and relationships. But yeah, parenting. It's that's great because a lot of parents these days don't like anyone else parenting their kid. And so to sure. ask, you yeah. know, well, how do you think I should do it? What are, what about your, yeah, what are your experiences with your father and what and people I do that there? you, you know, almost like mentor people that you really respect and like, whoa, you're incredible. Can you tell me how that happened? Yeah, yeah. What role your dad played in that? It's cool. Will you uh, play a fun <laughs> little game with us called "Do You Know Me?" Before we let you go, let's do it. All right, Andy Grammer, do you know me? Are you good at grammar? Uh, I've had to become because of this shit. 
<laughs> I'm terrible. And I, like and every radio I would interview. Be because you're a writer, you'd have to be good at grammar. No, but like, well, like, like every radio interview I've ever been on, they're like, all right, spell vacuum or some crap. Or like, they're there, there. I'm like, okay, I got to really figure this out. I couldn't have, I, I would not hold up to that last Yeah, exactly. Name. I would be terrible. Anyway. Terrible. Um, you didn't have to like back it up, Chrissy. I'm terrible yeah. too at it. I don't know, like the two of us together. It's like not good. And I text people usually, huh? Huh? Do you know me with uh, Andy Grammar? Question number. Oh, I should explain the rules. Super easy, by yes. the way. I'm gonna ask you a question. Don't answer right away. We are going to guess. Okay. If we if up. we know, and if you have an anecdotal story to share, please. If not, okay. no pressure. Just yes or no. Do you know me with Andy Grammar? Did. Andy cook at home more than ordering in this week. I don't know. I feel like a father of two young daughters. He's going to be, yeah. uh, I'm going to say he's, he's someone cooked. I don't know if he did, but I don't know if the family ordered <laughs> in and I, I no pressure. If you did, I don't want to like, wait, parent is, it, shame is that you. it? Do I share now? Well, I, I, my guess is you cooked more than ordered in. I'm with Nick. I, I, I agree with that assessment with two little kids. I feel like you always have to, I have, Fully I don't know, but date you. night, I don't know. We are terribly uh, like Postmates to the, to the moon so much. I love it. I just like, I don't even know what it is. What's what your go-to? Go well, there's like a lot of stuff. Yeah, what do we, again, what did we get last night? We got like some really good Mexican food, sushi. Yeah, I we're bad. Postmates. We, I cook breakfast. I don't know if that counts. Sure. I cook breakfast, but not as much as we we I mean, it would I be wild if you told week. me you postmated breakfast. She'll be mad that I told everyone that. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. No one's suggesting you're postmating Taco Bell. Yeah. Does Andy believe in zodiac signs? Can we define believe for this particular Ooh. question? Like, is he entertained by it? Or is Does, he like live his life by it? Well, Those is there a happy the meaning? Does Andy... Uh, attribute any value whatsoever to understanding someone's zodiac sign, zodiac sign to help them understand the person. Because what we've learned from our friend Ricky Williams is that it can be a useful tool to understand kind of people's roadmaps. It doesn't necessarily tell you or predict the future who they are, sure. but he believes that it is a bit of a roadmap to understanding people would you subscribe to that thought oh he's baha'i so he's a in every couple you need, <laughs> you need one against or for i think he's down to i don't think he dismisses it entirely i don't yeah i don't think he's into it right now i remember sitting at like it was like right we were lived on fountain with my roommate and we both just were like coming to it for the first time and i'm a sagittarius and my friend was a taurus and it described us both insanely to a T like Sagittarius is like, don't hold me down. Super optimistic wants to travel all the time, all this stuff. I'm just being like, Whoa, this is kind of weird. So I think it's like a fun inexact science. And I do like, like when my daughter, my most recent daughter was born, I wanted her to get to the next fire sign. If so, if that means anything to you, <laughs> like we were waiting for her to be born. I'm like, if you just hold out a little bit more, she'll be like, so Nick, Nick so takes that one. Hard. Yes. Hard idea. yes. I'm not gonna like make any plans on it, but it's fun. Sure. Yeah. Has Andy ever popped someone's pimple? I think the world's divided into two people. You're either a <laughs> so pimple gross. popper. I can't. No. No. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't feel things are more satisfying than you popping. are. You're that a pimple is popper. Oh yeah. So disgusting. Someone else's pimple? Uh, mine, theirs. Anyone's. I don't care. Stranger on the street. I'm like, I got this, bro. Uh, is Andy? 
so I'm gross. getting a no vibe from Andy. Not even when you were I, he said to me it's a no. I don't even you don't even I no. For me it's a no. It for me it's a no dog. Uh but my wife is a hundred percent. I'm telling you, I got, like, you're the divided. Fighter off my terrible. face. Yeah. Yeah. Natalie not a pimple popper. Yeah. Me? I'm like, give me that thing. Give it. Oh God. So gross. Orgasm or popping a pimple. Too, Nick? Oh yeah. Are you a scab picker? One hundred percent. Oh God, I can't. Natalie will just let it like live. She's like, no, it's like it's on its it's in its on its journey to like healing. I'm, let's fucking bust that shit open. Oh my god, that's great. Has Andy ever given a stranger a fake phone number? Ah, uh, touring guy. Yes. Someone come up to him on the street. Come on. I think. Like, it's a weird creeper. I think that's come the on. E- it's got to be a creeper. Situation I think that's the easy answer. Um, of course it is. I think women do it more than men for safety reasons because there is a let's just get out of the situation without frustrating the person asking for our number. So let's just one hundred percent as opposed to like someone like myself who would just be like no, yeah. And so I'm gonna say Andy has not because he would just say no. I'm not going to give you my number rather than lying about a fake number. I'm also like a super rule follower. So similar to like, I wouldn't want to lie to you right now. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to lie to your face. Rather disappoint you than lie. No, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I'm going to, well, I wouldn't lie and say no. I would, I would probably be like, oh, uh, I got, I don't know. I would make some other reason. That was is that honestly is as bad as a lie, but I like I would weasel out of it. I wouldn't want to be like, oh yes, here's my phone number that is actually not my phone number. I, that would ruin my day. I've never done it. Yeah, not it. I just would seem so wrong to me, and I get why women might do it, but yeah, um, I just have not. Has Andy ever had more than two cavities? His whole life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, I have not really done drugs. Wait until marriage to have sex. Uh, you waited until marriage to have sex? Yeah. Super rule follower. So sugar was the spot to go to. And uh, yeah, I definitely have cavities. And how old were you you got married? 26. Good for you. Long time. Has Andy ever been in a fist fight? I'm going to say he's a lover, not a fighter. I'm going to say no. So I uh, have never been in a fist fight. There was one time in my life where I felt why you would do it. Like I I had the inclination to be like, oh, I get. To protect someone? No. It was that I was working at McDonald's and it was already such a shitty situation. We were in the back. We're like flipping burgers. (laughs) And my coworker was one of those guys who's like, not your boss, but your boss, kind of like sure. giving you information, telling you why to do something, just like talking down to me. And I remember in that moment being like, oh, yeah, this is why you fight. I'm not going to do that with you. <laughs> We're not going to fight. But like, I get it. Yeah, that's the closest I've come. Has Andy ever lied on uh, his resume? No, Andy doesn't lie. I don't think you have a resume. I don't have a resume. <laughs> There's no resumes for street performing. He's like third street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Final question. Has Andy ever crashed a party? And I mean like sure. truly uninvited. Oh, no. No. I don't think so. Definitely. You have. 
<laughs> yeah. Especially in the beginning when there's people that you need to meet and you're not invited. We've done that. Like just, there's like this, like, I also will, this is what my wife hates is I, I don't know if this, she would think this is funny, but I have this uh, feelings that I'm fun and that people would want to hang out with me. <laughs> and so I will like text way past when you're supposed to text. There's like a, like I'll, I'll hit people up at like 11 PM or I'll, someone will invite us at five. Like, actually we should, we should just come. Can we come by at two? Like, like things that are not okay to do. And she's always like her job in my life is like, people don't like you as much as you think, <laughs> you think they like you. You're like friendship booty calling people. Yes. 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 Uh, so if that, that also like, like micro crashes a lot, a micro crash a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Guys, this was delightful. This is so all much fun. You, appreciate all of you. Can't thank Andy enough for joining us today on this episode. Don't forget to check out his new song, Lease on Life, on the 28th of this month. We will be back on Monday with an Ask Nick. Dave Holmes recapping The Bachelorette and Katie with us on Wednesday to learn more about The Bachelorette and her actual life on Wednesday. <laughs> Thanks for listening. When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. At Stangy Law Firm, we represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. Asante came to TurboTax after graduating from culinary school and landing a job in the hottest kitchen in town. My hands are full all day, every day. I love it. Asante, as your TurboTax expert, I'll make your moves count, guaranteeing 100% accurate filing and your maximum refund. Sound good? Yes, expert! Switch to Intuit TurboTax and make your moves count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.